Hello, Mike Baxter here with Strategy Distilled for May 2023, and we're going to be talking about stakeholder consultation. Justifying stakeholder con consultation and strategy development. What role does consultation play within the strategy development process? Is it an add-on, a nice-to-have, or is it an essential part of strategy development? It seems to me that there is a move towards more consultation with stakeholders rather than less. It is, however, a significant undertaking if it's to be done well, and strategists, therefore, need to marshal strong justification if they're to get senior managers and budget holders to commit to it. So here are three lines of evidence to use to try and justify it. Number one, the engagement argument. There's a great deal of common sense logic to this argument. If strategy is to align and amplify actions across the organization towards some future goal, then surely getting employees engaged in discussing and shaping that future goal has got to make it a lot easier for them to commit to it. A more empirical argument comes from Ulrich and Brockbank's voice framework. By analysing the employee engagement surveys from several large consulting firms, they were able to identify a number of ways of achieving employee engagement that all these surveys pointed towards. And the voice framework has got voice, V-O-I-C-E, so vision, opportunity, incentive, impact, community, communication and experimentation. So let's just go through these elements and I'm going to describe how they were originally phrased um, in the voice framework and then I'm just going to add how I think they uh, em enhance employing engagement in strategy. So in order to achieve a strong sense of engagement, employees need to feel that the workplace provides them with the following seven elements. Firstly, vision. Employees are engaged heart and mind by a clear sense of purpose and future aspiration. And by participating in strategy development, employees are likely to feel a much stronger sense of ownership of the organisation's purpose and future aspirations. Next, opportunity. The work on offer provides a chance to grow both personally and professionally through participation in the work's unit activities. By understanding strategy, employees may see ways in which they could get involved in strategic change initiatives and contribute directly to strategic success. Incentive. The compensation package is fair and equitable, including base salary bonus and other financial incentives. And by understanding the benefits of strategy, employees will realise that strategic success will ultimately benefit everyone. Next, impact. The work itself makes a difference or creates meaning, particularly as it connects the employee with the customer who uses the employee's work. By participating in strategy development, employees will come to realise how their work supports the work of the organisation. Next, community. The social environment includes being part of a team when appropriate and working with co-workers who actually care. By understanding strategy, employees will realise how interconnected strategic goals are and how strategic success depends on everybody pulling in the same direction. 
next communication. The flow of information is two-way, so employees are in the know about what is going on. Strategy two requires two-way communication. Leadership makes clear where we are striving to get to. Frontline teams help shape the best way to get there. And finally, experimentation. The organization's policies are flexible and designed to adapt to the needs of both the firm and the employee. A deep understanding of strategy will reveal that high-level strategic goals remain a constant North Star guiding our decisions and actions, and that our more detailed strategic plan needs to adapt to the circumstances of the moment. So those seven elements of employee engagement through strategy, I think give quite a nice argument that engagement is a good way to justify stakeholder consultation. The next way to justify it is the diminished resistance argument. Unfortunately, we live in a world of increasingly polarised opinions. Politics has become more polarised in many countries and consumption of social media is known, for example, to polarise personal opinions. Strategy can act as a magnet for polarised opinions. Any proposal to make significant changes to established ways of working, which is what strategy is almost by definition, will have supporters and detractors, some of whom are likely to be vehement in their views. One well-proven but not widely understood fact about such polarised opinions is that they are usually built upon a knowledge illusion. And here is one of the key experiments that demonstrated this knowledge illusion. Asking a sample of Americans whether or not the USA should unilaterally impose sanctions against Iran, most people were found to have strongly held opinions on the subject. Some were strongly in favour, some were strongly against. However, when they were asked to explain how such sanctions would be decided upon, imposed and have impact, most participants realised they had a poor understanding of international sanctions. In other words, they had an illusion that they knew about the subject. Then having made this realisation, their strength of opinion on sanctions against Iran was substantially diminished, regardless of whether they were initially for or against them. This is one of many examples cited in Steve Sloman and Philip Fernbach's book, The Knowledge Illusion. And the clear implication from this is that the polarised opinions that may resist strategic change are likely to be a lot less polarised and consequently a lot less resistant if the nature of the proposed strategic changes were better understood and the justification for those changes were more transparent. In other words, let's try and get rid of the risk of knowledge illusions getting in the way of strategy adoption. So the third argument in favour of stakeholder conversations during strategy development is simply the better strategy argument. And this is the most positive argument in favour of stakeholder conversations. It's simply that it will result in a better strategy. And again, a lovely experiment explains how this works. 
Part of a growing amount of research that uses Wikipedia as its source material, she et al. in 2019 examined the political alignments of Wikipedia's editors. Firstly, by looking at their contributions to conservative and liberal articles, and then by confirming these findings through a survey that asked about their political views. The main point of the research was then the discovery that articles with a diversity of political views amongst their editors were of higher quality than articles edited by only conservative editors or only liberal editors. They called this effect the wisdom of polarised crowds and said, analysis of article talk pages reveals that politically polarised teams engage in longer, more constructive, competitive and substantively focused but linguistically diverse debates than political moderates. So stakeholder consultation gets you out of the senior management echo chamber. It gets you talking to a much greater diversity of people and opens your ears to more polarised opinions. These polarised opinions, of course, can be hard work. It would be much easier to write a Wikipedia article with your friends in confidence. But if you take the trouble to write it with your adversaries and critics, it'll be a better article. And the same goes for your strategy. So here then are three arguments you can use to justify the effort and time needed to do stakeholder consultations well. Number one, you will engage the organisation more and make the individuals and teams with who you engage much more ready to adopt the strategy once it's launched. Two, you will diminish resistance to the changes demanded by the strategy by reducing the polarisation of views about that strategy. The more familiar people are with the strategy, the less their knowledge illusions are likely to set them against it. Three, by engaging with a wide diversity of stakeholders, the more robust your conversations about strategy are likely to be, and hence the better your strategy is likely to become. So I hope this is of some use in trying to justify stakeholder conversations in the development of your strategy. Just this month, one strategy snippet you might have missed, and it's kind of related to the whole notion of stakeholder conversations. Just how Jedi are you? The Ready, a future of work consultancy, argues that through exploring and exercising new practices, new structures and new ways of working, organisations can actually embed justice, equity, diversity and inclusion, the J-E-D-I of Jedi, not only through words but also through actions. This Jedi framework is, they argued, needed to combat and uproot long-standing injustices and supremacist ideologies and practices and make small changes that shift a team's approach to collaborating, deciding, meeting and relating that meaningfully accumulate over time. In order to turn Jedi principles into cornerstones of how your organisation works, the Ready suggests starting with organisational values and connecting what they say with how they work, 
I argued the same in my book Core Values and went on to show how it can be done. Then they're ready to go on to propose four key principles that they believe connect with and inform more human and more equitable ways of working. Number one, complexity conscious. The belief that our organizations are complex systems we can neither control nor predict. It's tempting to see our organizations as machines with replaceable parts. But our organizations are less like wristwatches or car engines and more like gardens. People positive. The belief that people are naturally motivated, capable of self-direction and worthy of trust and respect. This can act as an antidote to ways of working that prioritize micromanagement, productivity tracking and information hoarding. Number three, progress over perfection. The belief that work shouldn't stop moving forward or be perpetually blocked just because it could be better or because one power holder doesn't like it. And finally, number four, transparency. The belief that information should be made available and accessible to all members of a team or organization. Individuals and teams should be default to open when sharing data, knowledge and insights. So I've talked many times in the, in the previous Strategy Distilled newsletters about the Ready. I think they've got some great ideas and I think this whole notion of justice, equity, diversity and inclusion should play a central role in many a strategy. And that's it for this month. See you in June.